we gon' have a good time, good time, good time, good time, good time. Say we gon' have a good time, good time, good time. Go ahead, let me do my thing. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back again to the Sound of the Streets. I am your host, J.G. Wentworth, and I have my co-host with me. Crimson Chase. Dame Diggy. And your boy, Easy Breezy. Easy Breezy. And also, we have our our guest today, Justin Bolden, Realtor. Appreciate it. Appreciate the invite, fellas. No problem. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us. So, uh, first off, you know, what we like to usually do is just kind of start off by, like, you know, asking everybody how their weekend was. So uh, just to you know, jump in when you feel like hot. you need to jump in. Hot, it was hot, hot all across the city, man. It was blessed though, right? Blessed weekend. Got a chance to do things with my boy. Okay, what you, what'd you guys do? Yeah, what else we do? Uh, fishing. Went out there, fished a little bit, a little okay. bit too hot for that though. We went in the morning, got a few of them. Yeah, uh, yeah, man. It's probably best to go in the morning. It's probably yeah. when it was cooler. Then we watched Friday Night Lights. Remember that? Yeah. Booby yeah. Miles, you know, yeah. gonna win and put Booby in it. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Take it back. That was some good stuff. So we got to do that. It was a good time. Good, 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 good. Dane, Crown, Brief. Uh, I went to Kings Island today. Got there, probably rode three things. Was there for about an hour, and then the storms moved in. Big storm, huh? lightning. They were about to close around seven anyway. So they was open. Yeah. You know, mm. They're open. Okay, uh-huh. I didn't know that. Yeah, mm. me either. I think you have to make a reservation. Really, and uh, huh. you have to wear a mask. <clears throat> huh. Yeah, I mean it's serious out here now. I think uh, when it comes to the mask thing, uh, which is a whole other topic, I feel like a lot of places are cracking down. Yeah. On that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Seeing signs on the doors like before entry and stuff. Yeah, yeah stores, I, I know, gas stations, all that. And I didn't know. I thought it was more like a, a state thing, I guess. Counties. But it's by counties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I didn't think know honestly, that. I think it's really like the the state or the county can't tell you to wear one mm-hmm. right right now, but a place of business can tell you you can't come in without but one. They so they, yeah, they cannot serve you if they don't want to. Gotcha. Definitely been seeing that. Krim, how'd your weekend? Busy, busy. Work. Uh, that's pretty much, man. Working, just trying to accomplish some things, you know. Got to yeah. keep it moving. Yeah. Yeah, dang. Uh, my nephew's uh, birthday party was actually Friday. Um, Dad did a little game truck going on. Um, was it laser tag? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a laser tag situation going on. Yeah, that's what's a, a what's a game truck. Um, they all got <clears throat> it's like what was it like nine TVs, ten TVs, and they, they all the truck. Yeah, and they sit on the truck and play the actual play the PlayStation games or Xbox or whatever it was. It was pretty dope though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That laser tag thing was kind of sweet though because they played outside mm. and they like had these like blow up. Little like high targets or whatever. Part of wow, that's cool. But, <clears throat> probably part of a obstacle course or something like that. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sweet. It was pretty dope though. That's not good. But and then Saturday was the kickback. Try to get Rail and Cram to go, but they had work to do. True, true. A little I'm kickback. Up. I'll be ready for the next one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ten, nine. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. All right, so we're going to go ahead and jump into uh, a few topics today before we actually interview our guests. Um, so one of the first topics we want to talk about first is sports. Sports are back. Sports mm-hmm. are back. Yay! Right. Yeah. Boy, <laughs> I tell you one thing. I, I did see, uh, I think golf has always, that's been back. Is that correct? Yeah, golf's been playing, some some racing. Some racing. Um, what about? I think it's about it. They're just those Soccer. Two. Soccer? Soccer. Okay, uh, okay, yeah. okay. You're right. playing without you're right. fans. You're right. I did, uh, I've seen really? a, a, a few. 
uh, posts in regards to like soccer games and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, UFC too, right? Yep, UFC. UFC, that's another mm-hmm. one. Fight that's Island. One. Um, so those We're are some things island. that. So those things have already been going on, right? Yeah. So now we're talking more about like basketball, baseball, right? What you would, I guess, consider some of the big four, you know, right. football, baseball, basketball, hockey. I agree. Yeah, Soccer, I, agree. I mean, worldwide, you definitely can throw in there. But, yeah, baseball's back at the end of this week. Um, Friday, I think, is Cincinnati's first game. What, what day? Friday. Friday, okay. Don't is ask it, uh, me who they play or anything because I'm not <laughs> sure. So, but now I'm about to ask you this. Come so, on, Reds. Yep. Yeah. So how uh, – I think I heard this before. So they're not doing nothing like – I mean, they can't do anything like a bubble. So they nah, gotta, they, there was talks that they might do um, where they stay in the spring training areas. So like when they do spring training before the season starts, that's mm-hmm. um, either in Arizona or it's in Florida. So, teams don't really have to travel very far. Like, the Reds and the Indians, particularly, they share, like, facilities in a stadium and stuff during spring training in Arizona. So, they were talking about maybe doing that and just keeping them all in one state, keeping them all close. But, ultimately, they decided to go. They're traveling to no fans or anything, but they're going to travel to different cities and whatnot. That's a lot of money they losing right. too. That's a lot yeah. of money. At least we'll still be able to watch it though, right? Yeah, I mean it's yeah, gonna be on TV. On TV. They said they're gonna pump crowd noise into the. Like, I, 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 I don't honestly, know if they meant the stadium or the broadcast. Okay, I'm not that sure. It's a lot of money to be losing. To your that's point a, though, that's a, that's yeah, a for lot. sure. In all these sports, Man. but you know what it does? <clears throat> What's that? Is balances out the teams like the Yankees or the Red Sox. The Cubs, like the upper echelon they maybe? sell out every game and they're getting that gate money and they're getting the concession money as opposed to maybe the, uh, Reds. the Reds or Detroit Tigers, you know, teams that aren't that good aren't getting that gate money. They're still getting money from, um, you know, their sponsors. And I think the big money maker is local television rights for baseball because that was like one thing that they had to play a certain amount of games to get that money from each like for the reds it's fox sports ohio like that's what pairs their games so they have to play a certain amount of games to be able to get their full payment for the season basically Mm. didn't know that so i connected to contracts Mm -hmm. makes sense though it does though it does like i'm gonna keep airing you if you keep playing with me I yeah. see you up there. You ain't. You gonna be airing it, right? And be like, oh shit. Yeah. Well, see, like, uh, what? Well, so, <clears throat> what I would jump into is just like the crowd noise. Yeah. Because, like, for real, that's one thing. Just as a player, a, a sports player, like I, I fed off of crowd noise mm-hmm. all day long. Like, it's just what I fed off of. I think a lot of us probably did, and I feel like you know, for instance, um, let's say a performer. Someone who performs music. Mm-hmm. So now, you know, so what are you doing? Virtual concerts? Right. You know, and... And, and you finish your song and nobody's clapping or anything like that. I mean? like that. That's so, me. like, that's going to be tough. Like, for, I would say, maybe say, for someone of that um, background. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think for the sports situation, I think it's, it's, it's going to work. Mm-hmm. Just because, I mean, we sit here and play 2K. Or play Madden. But mm-hmm. that's going to be a lot of unemployment people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get that. I get that portion of it. But I'm just saying in, in, a, in the be. sense of just more of crowd noise, I think that I it's, it's going to work. I Can't think we like still played and not have that sound in the background, right? Like as far as like people chanting and stuff right, and cheering right. and stuff. I mean, if you think about it, if you're, I mean, we all athletes, majority of us, and I'm sure you guys are too. I mean, like if I'm a receiver, I mean, if I'm working my, my, my routes or working drills, I'm sometimes I'm just out in the field, mm-hmm. you know, and it's quiet mm-hmm. and I hear nothing. I'm doing cones or I'm doing, mm-hmm. you know, the little, the little nest drills or whatever drills I need to do mm-hmm. to, you know, work with me and my boy or whatever we're trying to do. And, you know, sometimes you're going to get to that. Unfortunately, it's just weird now. I, I think it the is. crowd noise is going to affect basketball more than it will baseball because 
the baseball players, you know, a lot of them, when you're in high school and stuff, even college, there's not a lot of people at those games, baseball games. Okay. I so, feel that. I, feel that. I mean, maybe a college game for a really good team, it would be a couple thousand people. Whereas uh, Duke basketball, Duke's a bad example because their stadium's so small, but uh, Kentucky, where they have 20 or 25, 30,000 people every game, mm-hmm. that's, you know. At a baseball just, game? No, I'm talking basketball. Basketball. So oh, baseball shit. is just I was about to say. yeah, baseball. <laughs> Damn. In college, they're probably lucky to get a thousand people. I mean, unless it's a really good team, right? Yeah. So I think it's definitely going to affect ba- basketball think, uh, more than baseball. I think the also players. Anyway. What is going to be different and maybe difficult on both sides is going to be like the elite plays. Mm-hmm. Like, like let's say, like for baseball, if you know, and the shortstop jumps up real quick and grabs it. Like, yep. you know, is the crowd going to be able to react to that right then and there? Or is that something that, right. you know, mm-hmm. it's just going to be a delayed reaction um, or they're not going to react at all? Well, it, <clears throat> I mean, it might be too, though, because you got to think about it. Uh, the person that's doing the, you know what I'm saying, the talking for the, like, oh, he's going for the, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's already hyping it up. True, mm-hmm. yeah, true. You know what I'm saying? So you already so got like, somebody. The so analyst, he's probably going to be like, oh, my God, you know, button, you know. True. You know what? That that's that that could be. You know what's what's going on is the person that's analyzing the game also has control of a button or something like that that they can press right. that maybe we only hear, or maybe everybody hears. I don't know, mm-hmm. but that would give. I mean, that'll help out. I think because then that's more real time. Still narrative. But here's the thing too. There's been plenty of times, and this is just what I have the most knowledge on from experience. But watching Reds games. When they play the Cubs, there's a lot more Cubs fans, especially when the Reds aren't that good. There'll be a lot more Cubs fans in Cincinnati mm. at the stadium. So when the Cubs hit a home run, there will be more cheers than maybe when the Reds hit a home run. Right. In certain in instances, it's definitely happened. But now, since it's being controlled by the home team, it's always going to be, no matter what, going to be cheering for the home team you know what i mean like there's not going to be any question or anything about it and they're going to have as loud of crowd noise as anybody that's the team that's sold out gotcha makes sense Mm -hmm. um i i think you know the same goes for basketball um i think you know it's just going to be like basketball happens so fast too that i wonder if you know uh craig sager whoever's Mm -hmm. uh announcing the game is going to be able to you know, if a crossover happens right then and there, are we going to hear the whole crowd, you know, the simulated I mean, crowd go, oh, dang, right, dang. Or, or, or if that O is going to be his O. You feel what I mean? Or that we might be like, oh, his old might be like, he just crossed them. Like, like what's the one dude for the TNT? Bang, bang, bang. You know, I can't think of his name right off the top of my head, but I think, you know, for those guys, I think. Their uh, announcing alone helps out. You know what I mean? So they could even pump in like the doom, 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 like the, you know, Mm -hmm. sound effects Mm -hmm. and stuff that go on throughout. I think that, you know, there's still going to be quote unquote like a DJ there that does that defense. Mm -hmm. You're still going to hear all that. I think Uh, it's just going to be more simulated. Like it's really going to be really. Fast and it's gonna be simulated. Yeah. Right. Talk, you know but I mean? how long this shit gonna last? Though? I mean, this is gonna be something that is gonna be like, hey. Okay. So well, I so think that's when, that's when season. I feel like when Corona's over and, and and they have put some type of stop to something like that. They thought Corona was over. No, it's not. No, they said they it was, and now it's right back to uh, spiking again. Right back again. I mean, you yeah. So I don't, I don't worse think, than before. I honestly before. believe. Uh, when it comes to that and just sports related, like it's just gonna be a while, a long time before we actually are like able to go to games. I'm just throwing it out there. Like I think it's gonna be a year or mm-hmm. so, maybe even two, three before years it's kosher before it's kosher to go to a game unmasked and all that. Like, it's crazy to see what society just jumped to over the last, I mean, couple few of months. months. Yeah. You know, yep. from, you know, t- not taking it seriously to hoarding stuff at the grocery store 
to now coming back out to work. You know, I remember when 75, I was like one of those quote unquote essential workers or whatever. And driving up and down the road, it was a ghost town. Yeah. It's like you in your city, like, where is everybody? Right. You know, y'all ain't right. never got home on 75 this quick on a Friday. Yeah, this absolutely. was awesome. Like, I'm ready to get there. <laughs> that, you know? was, that was the one. One yeah. good thing about the situation. But coming into Dayton or coming into the city like that, it was like, man, you look over, it's like nobody's over there. Right. I mean, and then we all came out, and then here we are in the phase again where mm-hmm. it was cool, everybody good. He's like, yeah, we're good, flatlined. Mm-hmm. Now here we are again. We're back. Mm-hmm. That's some bullshit. It's just, I don't know, man. It's hard to know what to trust these days. Exactly. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah, That's the problem. I think, you know, it's... uh. You're gonna get mixed information, period, point blank. Perception, you know, uh, right. you listen and, to. And, and this is gonna be what you take from it. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you again. Thank you again. We appreciate it. appreciate the class. Thank you. Uh, so we're gonna go ahead and get into our next topic. So set that simulated crowd noise we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, pretty nice <laughs> shit right there. That, that's, I mean, that's what you're going to hear. Yeah, you know what I mean? That was like somebody just made Kurt a putt. One. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is kind of a trending topic right now, and that's uh, Megan Thee Stallion and... Um, Tory Lanez. Tory Lanez. Yeah. And there were some other, I think, celebrities that may have been involved. I'm not 100% sure. But my fellows here are going to help us uh, kind of understand the story a little bit more. So what we did is uh, we kind of pulled up some information uh, on our phones just to kind of see, you know, what sources would say, see if we got, you know, mixed information, um, and just kind of go from there. Krim, mm-hmm. um, you want to hop in and, and let us know kind of what you found out, what you find out, G? Um, I mean, like I said, I still kind of know just to, because a lot of this stuff is allegedly... No one really knows what happened, but... So tell get, us the story. What, what what allegedly happened? Well, I mean, I just know pretty much the, the meat of the story. The, the the main part is in the headlines, which is... Tory Lanez and Meg Thee Stallion and some other people were partying. Uh, after the party, they left. Next thing you know, Meg, Meg left with, with Tory Lanez. Next thing you know, cops pulling them over. And Meg Thee Stallion is coming out of the vehicle... Every step she's taking with her hands up, you know, listen to what the cops say, you're seeing blood puddles uh, from her feet. And she was arrested at the hospital, and Tory Lanez was arrested on gun charges. So things are looking kind of a certain way right now. Ooh, wow. Wow. Okay. So, like, what? I'm not going to lie to you. What you just what you just said to me, you I, like, painted a picture. Of, of like I really did I really painted a picture of those two in a car and then I painted the police pulling them over um, and then I seen uh, her getting out of the car in some type of like uh, you say I don't know like make the style type of, of like style church, church <laughs> yeah like you know what I'm saying and doing everything that she's supposed to do with her hands up and like they looking and they seeing blood like oh it's a whole different situation but I don't know who's in the car at this point. Exactly. You I didn't see Tory Lanez. So I don't know who's in the passenger side. Well, but says, the fact, I mean, that's the question. Okay. Well, Dang, what you got? What you got? It says, uh, Tory uh, fired, I'm sorry, Tory fired the shots from within the vehicle while Megan was outside trying to leave. Uh, there's a video of the police investigating. This In this case, of the man physically harming and abusing the woman. So... Damn, did he, did he whoop that ass? Well, mm-hmm. so I, at this point, you're so I'm gonna make it was a big dispute between the two rappers so the cops, on Sunday. The, so the cops pulled him over. Mm-hmm. That's interesting because when I saw the video, I thought the cops were there because he shot her. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I just seen, like, when the video started, it was already <clears throat> in the middle of it. But Don't on you? Wednesday, it said Megan came forward on Instagram and spoke to the, uh, and spoke to the alleged, uh, said it was an accident, basically, expressing a sense of gratitude after being shot in the foot. She gave a detailed account on what happened. 
She said shot in the foot. That's the only place she admitted being shot to. Shot yeah. Yeah. It was like some, some shit that they got pulled over and he was trying to tuck his gun somewhere and then actually accidentally went off. And he cheddar bobbed himself. Yeah. You know cheddar bobbed her. That's probably. That's, 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 that makes so fucking, that makes sense, bro. Cheddar bobbed the situation. It's cheddar bobbed. Cheddar bobbed. Cheddar bobbed. <laughs> the eighth mile in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that makes sense. Man. He was probably trying to hide it up under the thing. He was nervous. Yeah. Didn't have no safety on it. It was just straight, straight go. You feel me? And she got banged out. And that motherfucker, he tried to stuff it up there and it fell down and hit her in that toe. Mm. <laughs> 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 that big toe. Stallion, oh no. <laughs> uh, what was that shot in the picky toe? What was that? Harlem Nights. Hey. Y'all remember that? Hey. Hey. Harlem Nights. Hey. Shot in the picky toe. Hey. Yes. <laughs> We can't talk What's about PT toes. <laughs> Dame, Dame start having PTSD. Hey, that was listen, back in the day. These bad boys hurt. <laughs> man. Man, so um I I just kinda kinda trippy situation, I think, you know, uh at the end of the day. Her producer and bodyguard was with her too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I say this. You know, luckily... She's only 25. Fortunately, no one yeah, was killed. That's what I'm saying. 25 yeah. and getting shot multiple times. You know? They gave that nigga stern warnings to Lanes. Tory Lanes? They gave him stern warnings to him. As mm. the, the police are giving stern warnings? No, that bodyguard and that producer. Oh, stern warnings. Mm-hmm. To basically... Firm. To firm. <laughs> firm warnings. So, mm. I'm assuming he's out on bail. Huh? I'm assuming he's out on bail. Uh, out of jail because I'm assuming he oh, got you know arrested. What? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So he, yeah, I don't think he went. I don't, to jail I don't for think it. I don't think he got arrested either. Because this is really? what I'm about to. Ask. I was just they, about to say this because they said that she's not cooperating. Well, she, she's not. She's not. Because co- she's not cooperating. Yeah, she probably trying to tell the whole story. She mm-hmm. ain't. You know, because she, I mean? she know it probably was a fucking accident for real. But but they're putting it as you know, what I'm saying well, the media putting it as like they got into it and he popped her ass. Yeah, you feel know I me. Mean? But that's kind of how I, I, I. But on here, it may it's it like came into me. It kind of mm-hmm. is making but sense, like sense. you know. It makes sense. Like she was trying to leave, and he was like, "Nah, you're not leaving." You right. shot her. All right. Like that, that's how see, the, that's that, how the headlines make it. Yeah. See exactly. That's what I was picturing when he was telling me the story, mm-hmm. and then when he just said, "I just thought I heard getting out the car," and then him shooting at her, like, "What? What are you shooting at her for?" Like, mm-hmm. she got some information on you now, or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it makes more sense that. He was with her. They got pulled over. I I can't have this on me or whatever the case may be. I just made that up, so I don't even you know what I mean. Like that, that was just my Fake news. That no, that was just my like. No, but like, in my mind, like, theory no, right there. Scanning, yeah, because it's so much to read. But me scanning through it, what you just said is basically how it's kind of sounding though. Like right to the fucking story for real. Hmm. Right, right. All right. Well. Uh, before we take our next break, um, we do want to thank you for downloading your podcast wherever you get your podcast. But please don't forget to rate, rate review, subscribe. Tell them rate, review, subscribe uh, wherever you get your podcast. Please download the podcast, the Sound of the Streets podcast. Uh, and when we get Streets back, with a Z. Um, when we do come back, when we will come back, we will go ahead and get into our interview uh, with Real Justin Bowles. So uh, stay tuned. Thank you again for tuning in to the Sound of the Streets. I am your host, J.G. Wentworth, and I do have... Crimson Chase. Dame Dash. It's Brad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 mm. And also we have our guest, Justin Bowden. What's up? What's up? What's going on, J.B.? All right, so uh, now with this segment here, we're basically going to get into uh, the interview. Um, so... Justin, go ahead and just give us a description of exactly what you are and what you do, sir. Hmm. That's a that's a interesting question. Well, I mean, I appreciate it, man. I'd say right now in real estate, what I do is help people buy and sell homes. So most people come at me never being able to buy a home. So they want to go from like a 540 credit score to like a 620 or 30. Probably need about 650 to get a loan. 
So I hope them, hook them up with a credit repair specialist, get them going. Once they work with them a couple of weeks, plug them in, and then they're like, they're ready to buy. I plug them in with a real uh, a loan officer, and the loan officer tells them like how much they can improve, get approved for. So instead of they going out and looking at homes and like, ooh, I love that home, I'm falling in love with that home, I pretty much put them in a position where they can get financed for a home before they even go out there. So that way, you start looking at $100,000 homes, you know you can afford a $100,000 home. You don't need to be looking at no big $200,000 home or whatever. And then once that happens, we get them an agent, get them, light, um, get them to the table, and I'll close out the deal. I'll be the one that closed out the deal for them. So okay. It's a so, handful. All right. So what I'm going to do yeah. is I'm going to ask you to repeat this, all right? The reason, <laughs> the reason why I'm going to ask you to repeat this is because I'm going to ask certain questions about certain things in that process that I think maybe other other individuals may not know. Okay. All right. So start off one more time. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> watch. It does. It, all right. So the first part is like to find out where you are in reference to your credit score. Okay. okay. So just to peep, you know, to pick back step. off that is why is credit important? I mean, because a lender is looking at anybody that anybody would look at as far as borrowing money. So if, so we can kind of use like our own personal yeah, lives. We can use our personal lives. You you know if if you're gonna someone's gonna ask you to borrow money you, from your own life or experience with that person, you're gonna know if that's a trustworthy person, a person with integrity, a person Perfect. with value Perfect. or stock that you would put that kind of equity into. You also know other people, you mm-hmm. know, that we have in our own lives and previous lives that we've known as uh, in past rail that, you know, doesn't always fit that description. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't invest, let's say, per se, five grand that you would with one person that you wouldn't even think giving a dollar to the next person. So right. Right. the True. bank is looking at it at the same way, except they use numbers to not discriminate, per se. So they're not mm-hmm. discriminating on a... On, as they say, race, creed, religion, sex, they don't got to. They Because they have the right and law of numbers. They're looking at your payment history. Okay. They're looking at your frequency of being able to take care of your expenses and at the same time borrow money responsibly and pay it back. Okay. All right. So, all right. So, keep going in regards to, so we're talking about credit. We Everybody mm-hmm. understands kind of what credit is. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, and once they, and once you hit certain numbers, then you can buy things when you need it. And I say that because a lot of, and I say the certain, now there's two degrees to that. Like one people, some people think that if you get your credit score to like 650, 660, which is true, you can buy what you need. 620 will get you. Last year, in last year's real estate market, a 580 could get you a home. Mm-hmm. 590 could get you a home with an mm-hmm. FHA loan. But um, now because of COVID and the things that are happening right now in the market, because it's real cheap to borrow money, the interest rates are really low. People are being like, um, you know, we'll give you that loan, but we'll give it to you on a 660 credit score because we got a little bit more risk. You know, you might lose your job. You might go on furlough. You know, what if you what if I borrow, let you borrow one hundred thousand dollars and we start the loan process on February of 2020. But here we are on May of 2000 or April of 2020 right in the middle of a pandemic and wait a minute you just lost your job because can't nobody go to work because you ain't deemed essential right so they gotta look at other shit like right. they gotta look at other stuff like that right, well, right. That makes sense. Now, now quick question let me cut you off so like the people that's getting back to ten thousand dollars like you know to getting back that mm-hmm. back pay mm-hmm. would that be like can they also use that as like some type of uh Show me like they can make them type of payments. See, like when I bought my house, mm-hmm. I had to have I had to have at least five thousand dollars in the bank account. Yeah. You know so you're talking about down payment requirements yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. There are different ways to do it per first time scenarios. So, for example, you can be a first time homeowner homeowner and get approved for what's called an OFA loan, which is Ohio Ohio HUD Financing Agency loan, which is a nice way of saying they'll give you five thousand dollars towards your expenses. Right. For whatever you need, whether it be down payment money or, you know, um, or money that you need for closing costs. Closing costs, yeah. So either way, that's five grand less that you got to spend. Right. So at the around the middle of it, a lender would be like, okay, you want to buy a $100,000 house. You need at least 3% down, which would be about $3,000. They want to say, I want to see $3,000 in your bank account plus a 620 credit score. Yeah, and if you can have that plus what's called a good debt to income ratio, which is a whole other different conversation, but if you have that, 
if you have these key things, I'd be willing to give you that loan. And then, oh, you got to be like, okay, but wait, I'm a first-time home buyer, and I'm approved for this OFA loan. As long as I have a 660 credit score, I can get this OFA loan. They're going to give me $5,000. So they'll be like, all right, I'll give you just five grand towards this. They'll they'll subtract it from the three. So now you really you owe owe negative money in that, but a bank ain't going to just let you walk away with $2,000 of money that you owe. Right, right, right. But they will reduce your costs. Like I've seen people walk away with friends of mine from teleperformance or different companies. like uh, jobs I've worked before, mm-hmm. and they've come to me and helped him. I, but I helped a girl get a hundred fifty thousand dollar house. She spent three hundred seventeen dollars and ninety nine cents. Damn. And I closed the deal. Huh. One that, like signed up to sign the mortgage, went to the loan application, and everything. That's what I do at the end of the day as a closer. Yeah. So, but the, the fact is, you can work this system. You just got to know how to do it. Right. So it's just you know that's what I'm trying to do when I get a chance to talk about that stuff. Right. Good. Good. All right. So. Uh, once we establish that I have somewhat credit, then what's the next step? Next step is to go to a bank, in which case I would get you what's called pre-qualified. So this is, you have to understand the shopping situation that you're in. The HTTV scenarios that you see TV, you know, watching people build a house and one for the perfect stuff, and they're looking, they're looking, driving the neighborhood. That's not Dayton. That's not our area. That's not our market right, right. now. It's not like a July at Walmart when you're shopping on a Sunday and nice and casual and you got everything at your leisure. It's like a Black Friday situation where it's like Thursday, you know, November 26th and you got a long ass line of motherfuckers trying to buy everything. Right. That's the housing market that you're in. So if you go into that housing market knowing that, you're not going to be pussyfooting around about going to see a home, going to get ready. So to answer his question, he said, what's the first thing to get ready? And it's get pre-qualified. You got to go to a bank so the bank can tell you how much you can even afford. So what's the point of looking at a $200,000 house in Springboro if you can't even afford a $100,000 house in West Carrollton? That's what happened happened to me. So so, they got to tell you what you can afford. So once you go, then you go. So I don't mean to cut you off. So just for anyone listening, that was was just a great tip. Like I feel like at the end of the day, the best thing for you to do is to go out and Go to the bank first mm-hmm. if you want to uh, buy a house. Unless you have the money to purchase a house, sounds like. Well, go sounds to the like bank you want to get your credit score up first. Well, that definitely. You could definitely. do them at the same time. You could do them at the same time definitely. by employing how you spend your money, which is a, is a good topic. And I call it the. Um, it's really the the seventy the thirty seventy rule. So you get a hundred percent of your money, right? The first thing you pay. Let's say if I got, I don't know, two thousand dollars. And a check. First check, you know, every two weeks, get 2000 bucks for work. Get two, bu- two, two grand. First thing I'm going to do is pay myself. A lot of people don't do that. Everybody's thinking, like, I got to pay bills. Mm-hmm. True, we all got to pay bills. But by paying your bills first, you ever realize that the person that gets paid, you never get paid at mm-hmm. the end of that day? You uh-huh. at the tail end of it, scrumpling, dabbling, you know, trying to figure yep. out where the fuck's my money at? Yep. It's because you didn't treat yourself as a priority. It goes back to this book called Richest Man in Babylon where he teaches you to pay yourself first. And the first thing you do is you're getting two grand. I'm paying myself at least 30% of that. And I'm putting aside on account and I'm not touching it. And then I'm living and learning to live off of 70% of my income. Mm-hmm. So to answer his question, he was like, sounds like you got to do the credit score first. Technically, you could do them both. Because yeah. you as you're getting your money, you're saving this 30% over here on the left, right? But you're spending and paying down bills on the right. So you this is what you're living off of. Grocery money, gas money, mm-hmm. clothes, kids, expenses, mm-hmm. life, bills, water, budgets, all that shit. Right. And you're living off this, but this is still happening. Right. But you ain't, And then when you get to a point where, wait a minute, I don't got no credit card bill. You know, I done paid down my car. Wait a minute. You know, I don't yeah. owe this cat no more money. Yeah. yeah. Now it's like, stop. Now you're like, okay, now I got this amount of money over here. Now my credit score looks legit because I've been paid on what they wanted to see. Now I'm up in the six hundreds, and now I got down payment money to play with. And now it's time to go to the lender and say what's up. Right. That's hey. That's what I just went through. Swear. That's that's I that's what you for go a in there. Whole year off that shit. There's so many Bro. ways to get in there, man. There's house hacks and stuff like that. But the first step would get the pre-qualified. They give you the letter. They tell you how much you can afford. Once they tell you how much you can afford, then you go shopping. And then you just realize that a hundred grand in Huber Heights ain't a hundred grand in Dayton, and a hundred grand in Dayton ain't a hundred grand in Springboro. Correct. You can't just be like, "Oh, I got a hundred grand, I'm gonna get whatever the fuck." No, nah. you gotta be realistic about where you live in that. Right. Yeah. 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 
That's real. Aye. That's real. Okay, I like that. I like that. So, you know, we went from first. You have to let's try to establish some credit. Yeah. But it looks like you know you can do both. So Richest once man you, of Babylon, read that book. George Richest C. man Clayson. of Babylon. Richest Man in Babylon, George C. Clayson. That's 147 pages, give or take. It's about yay thick, man. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that. I'm about to check that out. It's a book. It's hey, hey, old hey. script. I'm about to borrow that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so ahead, I got a little library. Come check it out, man. Okay. Um, so try to establish <laughs> some credit, but it looks like you can also do that and stack your money a little bit at the same time. Mm-hmm. Reach out to a lender mm-hmm. to see exactly what you may qualify for. Uh, and then... You have a better assumption of yourself, it seems like to me. You're taking the guesswork out of it. Yes. You're eliminating all guess factors and you're preparing yourself for a scenario that you knew was going to be hectic before you walked into it. You might be looking at 50 houses and then 25 of them are over your spending limit. Yep. So get them out of here. What's yeah. the point of even looking at them? Because they ain't even in your budget in the first place. Yeah. And I feel like, you know what, with doing this, if you actually take this route, will take the stress out of figuring out what house you want because mm-hmm, I know mm-hmm. I think you do a lot of people go through and be like oh, I want this house I want this house I want this house I want it this house it takes away that letdown of yeah. you fall in love with a house and oh man I just got yeah. this garage and this basement and then you uh, can't qualify for it $40,000 mm-hmm. more than what you qualify for I like yeah. it alright go ahead and uh, Cram you got anything I'm, I'm gonna cut you I'm honestly sorry. I'm just uh, absorbing all the knowledge uh, I appreciate it brother I'm not a homeowner, so I'm just like, like, hmm. That's why I'm, I'm, up, I'm super cool. You need to be, though, man. Yeah, it's cool course, to be able to be a blessing, man. God is good. Especially for you since, you know, Dame, you, you bought a house. So, like, this is kind of almost like a replay for you in a sense. Like, you yeah. know, I've, I've heard it. This is what he's talking about. I've went through it. This is true. So, I mean, you have I wish like, you, you know, heard it vouch. before you went through it. Yeah, because, like, I was going through it by myself. So, mm-hmm. it was a lot of reading, a lot of fucking Googling, a mm-hmm. lot of... Going to these people's houses and doing like doing like uh, what do they call it? Uh, home inspections. Yeah, you know? which means four hundred bucks out your pocket every time you got to do it. Every time you got to pay the contractor to go to each house to do it. And, and they doing it top to bottom. That's another thing. Getting prepared, right? So mm. the pre qualification letters thing is one thing. So now you got the letter. You can, you, they say you can get a hundred thousand dollar house. For Fine. Next step. Yep. Fine. And remember, we say we're stacking up your little thirty percent money, right? You still mm-hmm. living off your seventy percent. You ain't got the bills no more. You still floating. Right. You're still good. And this this is getting bigger because time is still going. Mm-hmm. As long as you're working, whatever bucket you got, that's dumping. So whatever, you got the hundred grand house or the hundred grand loan uh, pre qualification letter. Now you got to make sure you have at least fifteen hundred dollars aside for three for for specific reasons, not in addition to your down payment money. So. Everybody says down payment money is like, you know, 3% down yeah. or 5% down. Yeah. You need 1500 bucks for three things. You need $500 for a home inspection, yeah. like he just said. He had to go to each home, and they charged him for a contractor to go out there and look at that house. House A, house B, house C, house D. Every time he got into a contract, and he was like, look, I want it. The next step any realtor is going to tell you is do your home inspection. Because they don't want you to finance no $100,000 house and you ain't looked at it and that motherfucker got termites or something in it or the foundation sinking right. or you got... And you don't want that either. All that and you don't want it. Oh, then you inherited it. So there's the first 500 would be the home inspection. The next 500 would be what's called earnest money. They're going to want earnest money. Your seller is going to want to see what's called skin in the game. They're going to see like, okay... Relly's got five hundred bucks up front that he's willing least to put on the de- on the table and let me know he's a qualified serious buyer. At least it shows me that A, he's got a pre-qualification letter that shows me he's been to the bank. B, he got five hundred cash up front, shows me he's, you know, a player trying to be in the game. Mm-hmm. And then C, it shows me that at least we can start the process moving forward with the inspections and so on and so forth, because I got an accepted contract and that's what your realtor's for, and we ain't even got to that part. We're just trying to get the buyer ready. Mm-hmm. So, having that appraisal money, having that inspection money, um, I didn't get the appraisal. Having the earnest money is what we're talking about, the 500 up front. Mm-hmm. Having inspection money, my guys over here talking about, so you know, you prepare, you know, you're going to go into three houses. And not to cut you off, too, you don't get that shit back. You do not. If you don't like that house and they tell you, oh man, don't get this house, it's got the, the, the chimney. Mm. It was one house that I went to 
The chimney mm. had like old stuff inside of it. Like I guess you can get sick from it or whatever. It's not. It's not good. You know. Almost like black mold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all kind of stuff, and, and he like, man, it, it's gonna cost you a shitload to get this damn thing done. Mm -hmm. He like, don't even get it. And I'm thinking in my head though, like, damn, I just gave you four hundred dollars. True. Like, um, and and and, not, and at this house that I got now, I didn't even get no inspection. I'm like, I I, I had I knew what I was looking for. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's and, the that's the trick. It seems like to me, in the sense, the fact that. If you really like a house, I hate to say it, maybe not get the inspection right off the bat. No, and, you and don't have to though. I wouldn't want to advise that while so, I'm on there. You got to on yes. you got to so, because but, but you're so, putting guap up. So yeah. what? What, grand, so. what I was That's saying? A lot of money. But this is what I'm. This is what I was saying up. in the sense of if you say that you didn't necessarily do the inspection on the house that you wanted, but got well, did you get the inspection after you bought the house? No, oh. I well the house that I already got to be in the in the beginning. Yeah, beginning. yeah, because they asked you. They so like, then was look. it? So it was the house. So let me ask you. So did you you go through look at the house like okay I like this house well, and it was like then I, you got it inspected. Well, I did everything that the dude did. Only thing he did was just go up like he had these machines. Jojo had the shit. Jojo knows somebody that had the little shit that we can test like the mm -hmm. carbon dioxide, mm -hmm. the um. Well, like the inspection test? Yeah, that's well, the special stuff that the dude had. You that's know what I'm saying? So we did it all ourselves and everything, and everything turned fine. So, I mean. It's an inspection period is what it is. So, like, once you get in a contract, so you get the contract, you know, person A, the buyer, and then you got the seller. They agree on one to buy, one, two, three, Sesame Street. Fine. You know, seller seen the pre-qualification letter. He didn't see the earnest money. You know, he knows, you know, person, buyer A is ready to roll. Then they got in what's called an inspection period. And the inspection period is usually anywhere between five to ten days. Yeah. Usually in COVID, they, it's probably about ten. It's going to take you a while to get a dude out there yeah. to look at the house. Yeah. Then the buyer gets, because it's the buyer in the contract, it says the buyer's responsibility to do his due diligence and review the home. And that's why the buyer gets dinged the 500 bucks to get the inspector out. Now, two things can happen. Once the buyer gets the inspector out, let's say if he finds roof problems, mm -hmm. the inspector ain't no roofer. So then the buyer's got to be like, look, you know, shit, I just found a $6,000 roof problem. And now, you know, now you got a seller of like, oh, okay, I didn't know that because I didn't have a roofer up there until you said you wanted to buy the home. So now we got to negotiate that. Mm -hmm. We got to see okay. that's called yeah. a post inspection. And then, then once that happens, then they decide, okay, seller's like, all right, I'm going to take it on the chin. You wanted, you were gonna give me a hundred grand. Now I'm only gonna take like ninety four, mm -hmm. you know. And you to deal with the roof, or the seller can be like, you know, I'll pay for the roof and just take ninety, you know, six grand off the top of my bill. And now, you know, I was gonna walk away with maybe fifty. Now I only get forty, forty four. Mm -hmm. You know, either way, the roof gets paid for. The buyer gets the home, but it was still the buyer's responsibility in that period mm -hmm. to make sure. That and the buyer can walk. He could have walked anywhere in there. But that appraisal money is what's forfeit mm -hmm. for like two years, I believe. So it's like, let's say if I want to walk from this house, as long as you had justifiable reason and you didn't drag that seller's time out and had him sitting around thinking that you wanted to buy that house while you was pussy and you weren't pussyfooting around with it, then you could probably get your earnest money back with no problem. Mm -hmm. But if you went through inspections and all that, and it's like, oh, you know, I don't know if I like this wash or this stupid stuff. You know, little okay. small things on the home and you gotcha. wasting time. In a in a in a market where a seller can sell a house in a day, and you taking days to decide which, whether you want to do it, that seller may want that money, gotcha. because you inconveniencing it. Right. So it's just makes sense. It's though. the game, but knowing that money in as long as you got that prequal letter and that earnest money up front, and at least you know three thousand to show the bank. You ain't got to spend it to yeah, show them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they want to yeah. see that Just you got 3% or you got 5% or 10%, but that doesn't mean that's the money that you actually spend to buy the house. Yeah. Right. Okay. There's ways to do it. Yeah. So. All right. And all plus, right. when I bought the house, though, the lady had all the stuff that she did to the house, like the receipts of everything, like new roof, I mean, mm -hmm. new plumbing, I mean, everything was brand new. So that's why I was like, oh, this is a no-brainer. Like, the furnace was kept up to date ever since she had it. Like I'm like, ah, yeah, this is this is it. Like mm -hmm. that's yeah. why I wasn't really on the inspection that much. Makes sense. Okay. Like, so, um, 
at the point of we see the earnest money. Yeah. Right. And now we're at the buyer and the seller. Yeah. Now we're at the buyer and the seller. So we got the earnest money in your pocket. Now you're at the buyer and seller. So I want to buy this. I want to buy your house from you, really. And now I'm like, I got a realtor. And let's say Justin's the realtor. Well, I'm going to have to use myself. Okay. So my dude want to buy the house from Relly. And mm-hmm. Justin is the realtor, me. So I hope you guys come up with a contract, you know. But you have a realtor representing you as a seller, most cases. Most cases, a seller has somebody representing him. And that's the guy who you see the sign in the yard. Okay. So when you ever drive and see somebody got their face in the yard, mm-hmm. that's the listing agent there to sell the house. And the listing agent has already worked a deal with that seller saying, look, I will sell your home for six percent of that sale. So still creeping a hundred grand. He's saying, "Look, I'll sell that home for six thousand dollars, three thousand for me to advertise it, market it, pitch it, put it everywhere it needs to be so it can be bought. Three thousand for Justin when he comes to bring that willing and able buyer, because now he's pre-qualified, earnest money, he's ready to roll. So now you got a buyer that's got your bag. He's got that hundred grand with him because he got the loan. Got you. Okay. And you are the seller, and you got a balance you want to pay off because you didn't lived here about you know twenty or thirty years. You know, so now the balance is real low. So now, which was a hundred thousand dollar house for you, is now only a twenty thousand dollar bill. So now, when he comes to this hundred, you know, pays off the deal. You walking away from this, the sellers walking away with like eighty. Right. You know, so that's how it's working. They know it, and they're getting hand over fist, guap, and it's crazy. That's crazy. Crazy man, mm. I personally think, man, I'm not a fan of paying bills. So, what I mean by that is bills I don't have to when I could. There's smarter ways to do it. So, instead of buying a house where you paying a what, like right now, when you're renting, you're paying what rent, right? Mm-hmm. When you buy a house, you're paying a mortgage, <laughs> but the mortgage is getting you equity. So, like if you're on a hundred thousand dollar house and you start paying on this balance, you start paying that balance down, you start building equity in the home, that's fine, but you are still paying that monthly payment mm-hmm. just like you would in rent mm-hmm. but if you got like a uh, duplex like I just got one over there mm-hmm. so if What's you got pay for itself? I live on one side of the duplex yeah. and my tenant lives on the other side of the duplex and they pay me rent and so I use that. that rent to pay the mortgage exactly. so I live free yeah. to a degree I pay the water bill you know, but I, as that happens, I'm building equity. Ever, you know, you know, God is good. It really, yeah. it's passed upon me. I'm passing it out. You know, right. that's what it is. There's no no free charge. You know, we just trying to help. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's what I do. And then as I do it, still playing the whole like we said the the prince of, uh, the richest man of Babylon scheme, right? Living off saving the thirty, which is hard as hell. Seventy thirty, yeah. Because that's discipline out this ass right yeah. here. Is right. It's yeah. trying to save this money, and that's so tough because you see stuff now you can get that you normally couldn't get. Mm-hmm. But that you know, saving it up, and then you get once you get now at this point you live in one. You can't put the three percent down because that's why the bank was like, all right, three percent to help you out. But now when you want to buy another one, they make you put twenty percent down. So that's when the cash flow starts to have to stack. Because you're like, okay, now I want to buy investment property. Hold on. So say that again. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, so, so when you buy another one, it, it goes higher? It goes higher. It goes higher because you're not living in it. So when you're when it's a duplex and you're living in one side, they call it owner-occupant finance. And that's when they give you about 3% down on the building. Right? Because you're living in it. They're trying to, you're treating it as if it's your primary residence. You're going to live there. But when you're not lit, when you buy another one and you're not living in it and everybody in this fully rented, they're going to be like, oh, this dude is just trying to buy an investment. He's just trying to buy an asset. He's got money to blow. So we're going to charge him 20% off rip just because he's trying to buy an investment property. And that's when it gets tricky. So you stay in your first one in your duplex for like a year or two. Stack up your money. Get everything straight. And then you start, instead of a $100,000 building, which is twenty grand. Shit, I'll go back to the hood. I'll start buying sixty thousand dollar buildings. See, buildings, that's where I went. $50,000 building. Yeah. And then 20000 becomes like eight. Or six. Right. Or seven. Okay. Because it's cheap. And and that's the same place where we came from in the first damn place. That's so and they already still there. And yeah. they still pay them somebody. Somebody. Ain't me. Yet. Right. right. Till we, Lord willing. You know? Right. 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 Yeah. Till we figure that out. But yeah. Yeah. that's how you do it. Until they get to bigger numbers. So what if I like say for instance I like take the house that I got now, stay in it for a couple of years and then turn around and like Cause my son would be eighteen, mm-hmm. and I'd be like, I give it to him, mm-hmm. and then I go buy another one. Would I have to still pay that high? You talking about capital gains tax? Yeah, yeah. Oh well, there's a couple ways to do it. So, 
If you gave it to your son, I mean, you could always put it in your deed. You could do it a couple of ways, really. When you can put, you can do what's called a trust and put your property into a trust and make your son a uh, trustee of that trust. Right. And then, like, when you pass, instead of going a will, when you pass, whatever you wrote in that trust happens, and the only person that can sign on that stuff is the trustee, which is your son. Right. Same situation I'm doing with my boy. Like, okay. you know, because I'm a single father. I, I am not fortunate enough to have someone other woman in my life that I depend on enough exactly. to be like, here, you know, mm-hmm. here's the keys to the riches in the world, yeah, bitch. Right. You know, like, right. I, I ain't trusting them yet. Like, what the fuck? Right, like, right. it took me through that law to get here. Like, right. I better be trusting you with everything. Yeah. Right. So until then, I got an 11-year-old. Yeah. That's a gap between 37 and 11. So yeah. I'm putting a lot of pressure on this kid. Right. But I got to figure it out. So you could do it that way, or I just recommend when you sell your house, right? You got to make sure you know the rules so you don't get hit with that capital gains tax. Mm-hmm. So the rules are this. First, you got to live in that house for two full years. This is your primary residence. So don't be in there 18 months and think you get away with it because a good closer like me, I'm going to look at the deed. I'm going to look at the deed when you bought it, and I'll know how many years and how many months you've been in there. Right. So make sure it's two. Um, if you sold another primary residence in the last two years, so they're talking about like an investment property or a secondary home or something like that. They're saying, oh, he lived here, but he sold something else a year ago. Made about 50, 60 off of that. He didn't pay taxes. They're looking for that. Another one is if you collect uh, rent off of the property. Let's say if you collect rent or you use it for business purposes. So my duplex, right out of the gate, I'm going to I'm gonna have to, when I sell it, I'm going to have to do file for capital gains. Because I collect rent off the building, mm-hmm. you know, because I got a tenant. Right. Unless I do a 1031 tax exchange, which is a whole different thing. Um, and the other one is the sale prices. If you're an individual, let's say if you're not married, Ohio is a dower right. So as an individual, you bought this building by yourself. And let's say you got married um, somewhere in there. When you sell it, your wife got to sign off on it. Mm. You can't sell that building without her. That's what happened to my crib. You can't sell it without her, and you can't buy without her from That's here That's what on. happened to my crib. The because lady. of dower rights in Ohio. Dower. That's it's only dower. Dower. D-O-W-E-R. There yeah. are dower rights in Ohio. There's only three states left in the United States that still have it. Mm. But because of those rights, if you... So in this situation, for me, let's just keep using me because it's easier to give me as an example. I'm not married. I bought my duplex. So I'm cool when I buy another building. I'm not married. Perfectly fine. Just me and my, you know, whatever company I put in for LLC. And then eventually I get married. When I sell this stuff, when I start liquidating this stuff, if I'm still married to this chick, then she's got to sign off on everything. She gets one third interest in everything that I have legally in the state of Ohio. Let me ask you this though. So, so with that, with that, whether you got it or not, whether even even after so even after the two years. Oh yeah, 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 two years. Even so, even after the two years, after the two years, then, we, then we don't mix the dower and everything. Okay. Even with the girlfriend in there, with the dower in there, that's that's given. That's given. That's yeah. given. If she, if you, if you bought the house in a year and you married her that that thirteenth month, when you sold it after that two years, she would still have to sign off. Got you. Because Period. of dower rights, the only thing that abolishes dower is death, disillusion, or divorce. And so, so I, I would have yeah. to have owned the house in all that two years. Before, I mean, and then get married, and then I'm good. I mean, you would to avoid capital gains. You have to stay there longer than two years. That's one thing. So that mm-hmm. way, you don't get taxed for the government for a short sale flip. Right. Because they went enough. I mean, it's. It, I mean, it's not. I mean, it's. It's not like hustle money. It's not like you can get something for the low and then, you know, sell it and make a profit off of it. And there's a tax off. There's no tax on there. Right. And that's why they look at it like that. There's like, there's no tax. There's no percentage. There's nothing. You know, so because there's no percentage, they can't tax it. And now they're just now. Now you see all the CBD shit. Now they're trying to get into it as a good market. And that's why it's just booming. Right. But like in real estate. They want to know, like, just like when I'm collecting rent, they want to know, like, I got to file taxes as my building. So I'm not even filing taxes as Justin Bolden. I'm filing taxes as Bolden and Son Properties, so da 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 Right. So, yeah, two years, stay in there, don't get taxed, don't get married if you don't want to deal with it. Right. For the minute, and then stack up your cash, and then when you do get married, just realize, hey, it's just part of the game in Ohio to the, you know, the state or the congressman just like, let it go but it is messed up though when that's you think about crazy, it like you done grind this whole time and get all this stuff and then what if it goes south she just get up divorce quick. her first there it is Look. divorce her first and then get it a record and then the record will show that you know 
y'all, you know, divorced or whatever, and the attorney can write it in there that, you know, the house ain't a part of it. Well, she probably right. going to go for the home anyway. Of course. Of course. Right. I mean, that's, just, that's what it is. The whole other battle. But, you know, right. apples and oranges. <clears throat> well, um, Justin, we want to... I have... I have a, oh, go I, ahead. Before we, we yeah. get out of here. So, um, I'm going to go back even farther because my mom actually is taking her, her test for her realtor's license this weekend. Nice. Or, or next weekend, sorry. Mm-hmm. Next weekend. So, we week from today almost or it might have been a week from yesterday so i said congratulations i hope it all goes well for i you. told her that you know she knows we do the podcast and and whatnot and i told her that you were going to come and we were going to talk to you so any piece of advice for just this the 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 testing aspect mm-hmm. of it she's very nervous about it she She's been going through some stuff, so she hasn't been studying as much as she should, and she's very nervous. I mean, I understand it. I hope everything goes well with that. I would say that they offer things called CompuCrams, which are like, you know, devices, you know, stuff like our iPhones. They can You can download on your phone, and you can be looking at your stuff in repetition while you're going through your day. I uh, think she does that. Got flashcards, you know, just basic, <clears throat> just repetition, really. I mean, I think if memory serves me, this it's like 40 for the state. And then uh, it's like 80 for the state and 40 for the national, something like that. Uh, but once you get your license and really you get it, the truth is, is that they teach you book knowledge. They do not teach you applied knowledge. Yeah. Mm. You know, the stuff you learn, yeah. just like in school, great example. They teach you book knowledge. They don't teach you what you need to be successful until, you know, fucking 30 something. Right. And you find it out like, damn, I wish I could have known in the 20s. Exactly. That's how yeah, I feel that's right true. now. So then, my next question uh, that you I had was: license, Was uh, do you like how she was explaining it to me? Was like basically, once she gets her license, there are like say this is just an example because this is the only one I can think of right now. But Iron Gate mm-hmm. might come on, and you like work under them as mm-hmm. a company. So is that something that you do, or you? do your own thing I have done that um, and that's what every agent goes do so we didn't talk about that really clearly you were thinking like agents are getting guap man $3,000 a sale that ain't really how it happens so remember the listing agent right let's say Iron Gate you know and I say I want to sell Riley's house 6% $100,000 house 6% 6000 3% for the buy- listing agent which is me Iron Gate and then 3% for the buyer's agent let's say it's Coldwell Banker let's say the sale is done everybody's paid I get my three thousand as the Iron Gate agent, Coal Banker agent gets his three thousand dollars. Now the brokerages, the names themselves, so Coal Banker and Iron Gate, they're gonna be like, look, I want at least, at least what do they say about thirty five percent of that sale, thirty to forty. They start new agents off at a sixty five percent commission, so that means you're only getting sixty five percent of that three thousand, and sixty five percent of that three thousand, roughly about nineteen hundred, so maybe eighteen. Yeah. So now you're really making $1,800 off of a $100,000 house. So you either got to sell a shit ton of houses right. or you got to have some higher houses. Right. And here's where it trips up. And this is what I would tell your mom, get an accountant. Because now that you are now not W-2, you are now 1099. And that's 1099 means you pay your own taxes. You pay your own insurances. The government is going to be wanting you to file for every sale of every house. So if I sell a house in Huber... If I sell a house in West Carrollton, if I sell a house in Dayton, I got to pay city taxes in Huber, West Carrollton, and Dayton because I'm selling shit in all those cities. So she got to have all that lined up. I got you. Yeah, that'd got be, you. so that way she don't get Damn, snaked. I appreciate she that. Gotta so those, she got to pay those city taxes. Everybody got Everybody taxes. that's selling something has got to pay the, sta- the, the taxes. And that's... That makes sense, though. But when you're 1099, you got, you know, they don't make you pay your taxes right in time. Like, everybody got to file in April. You could do like monthly payments and stuff. It's a whole bunch of ways around. Wow. Well, um, Justin Bolden, realtor. You got any other anything? You got anything that you uh, would like to? Uh, I, we'd like to call it our call to action. Hmm. Um, so, is there some some uh, Instagram or Facebook or way we could get a hold of you if we needed more information or if I wanted to buy a house? Yeah, yeah. You can hit me uh, hit me on my Facebook. I mean, you just type me in there. You'll see me at the table. 
uh, Justin Bolden, that'll be about it. I done kind of branched off my Instagram. To be honest, I've been in my, in my head in a little bit of more books lately, to be okay. honest. I've been trying to just trying to read and learn because I feel like that's kind of been a lost thing these days. So. I got you. But and, you hit me um, on the book. And is the, is, is the the Facebook uh, J-U-S-T-I-N-B-O-L-D-E-N? It's bold and add the E-N. That is how you spelled it, okay. Bolden. All right. So once again, brother, we'd like to thank you again for you know, blessing us with some of that knowledge. Yeah, appreciate uh, in regards to that. And I well, think like I said way too much. <laughs> um, no, I think no, you're good, no, man. No, you know, at the, at the end of the day, you know, sometimes people feel like they didn't say enough. And, yeah. you know, it may be that way. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think, you know, all of us here were able to retain a lot of That's information. That's why I wasn't saying anything because I feel like I was just listening and learning. Yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, and I think... I didn't it, have to ask anything. You covered it. Yeah, I mean, sure. honestly, that's... That's what it's about. I feel like anytime we get someone in here that's is, is willing to um, give us some information on what they do, that's what we're going to sit here and do is just sit back and listen. Hmm, so, uh, once guys. again, thank you again. Uh, we we'll definitely like to have you back on the show. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it'll be nice to have you back on the show. Um, Maybe it was more spe- specific. Topic yeah, we get a different topic, of, man. We talk yeah, about yeah. some of, tax yeah. write offs, some ways to save us yeah. some monies, man. Yeah. Some ways of house hacks. Yep. I love that house hacks. Secret finances out there. All that. So we'll definitely keep you uh, in our in our pocket, brother. So, yeah, man. I've been here. I'm blessed to be here. Appreciate the invite. No nice problem. No problem. Thank mm-hmm. you again. So uh, to everyone else out there, once again, thank you again for tuning in with us. This is the Sound of the Streets podcast. Don't forget to rate review and subscribe do not forget to rate review subscribe please and once again i am your host jg wentworth we have dame diggy we have breezy and we have Krim. so once again thank you again for uh, being a part of the sound of the streets and we'd like to thank you and have a great rest of your night we gonna have a good time Good time, good time, good time, good time, say we gon' have a good time, good time, good time, don't hear let me do my thing.